Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every week we're looking at a different bird and this week we're looking at a bird that's not everyone's cup of tea but the fascinating carrion crow. To be frank, the carrion crow is a bird that few people actively want to entice into their garden. Their black plumage, raucous and aggressive demeanour and plundering ways rarely adhere them to garden bird watchers who also despise their habit of eating pretty much, well, anything that's available. In yesteryear, superstitions took the loathing of carrion crows even further. It was considered unlucky if a crow sat on your rooftop, for example, for it would suggest that there would soon be a death in the house. Carrion crows have always suggested an element of foreboding. That tough-looking bill, glittering eye and funeral plumage is more than a hint of death and destruction. So it's no wonder that the collective noun of a flock of crows is a murder. Here in Britain, carrion crows are highly successful birds, common in both towns where they are despised for being scavengers, frequently turning up on rubbish chips, and the countryside where they are despised by gamekeepers as nest robbers. But they're also a bird that we should admire. Carrion crows are clever and adaptable. There are some behavioural scientists that consider crows as the most highly evolved of birds. Their cognitive abilities are a match for primates such as chimpanzees and gorillas and can perform tasks that three or four year old children have difficulty with. An example of how intelligent carrion crows are are the cawing sound they make which is a sophisticated form of communication language. Pet crows give their owners names. This is identified by a unique sound they make around specific people that they would otherwise make. Crows have such high levels of intelligence that it has been observed that if a crow is unable to crack a nut, then it puts it on the highway so a vehicle could pass over it to crack it open for them. It was also observed that they prefer to put the nut under smaller vehicles so the kernel is not completely reduced to pulp. In the garden, they are often seen on the tops of trees or on similar vantage points, surveying the garden for potential sources of food. For some garden bird watchers, they may be considered a pest, as they often feed on the eggs and chicks of other birds. However, this is all part of the garden ecosystem, whereby predators such as crow help regulate populations of other species. This predator-prey relationship ensures that only the most able birds survive into adulthood, improving the survival prospects of the species as a whole. Problems only occur when external influences, such as human interference, creates population declines, as been seen by many of their small bird species. Carrion crows are medium-sized members of the crow family. Other members of the crow family are the jackdaw, the jay, the magpie, the raven and the rook. The carrion crow can easily be recognised because it has a glossy black feathers all over its body. In strong light, the feathers seem to have a slight purple or green sheen to them. The green sheen can be seen more on the wing and the tail. The tail looks rectangular in shape when the carrion crow is in flight. The carrion crow also has neat feathers on the top part of its legs. These feathers are called thigh feathers. The thigh feathers make the carrion crow look like it's wearing short baggy trousers.
Carrion crows are quite stout looking birds. They're about 46 centimetres long and weigh about 500 grams. They have brown coloured eyes. They also have powerful beaks. They're slightly curved at the top. They have a neat feathers around the base of the beak. The carrion crow also has four toes on each foot. Three toes point forward and one points backwards. It walks with long strides and hops every now and again. Crows are most often confused with rooks, but crows have thicker blunted bills and smoother plumage. Rooks look ragged in comparison, and crows lack the adult rook's bare white face patch. They are closely related to hooded crows, which occurs over much of central and eastern Europe, plus parts of Scotland and Ireland. The two species were considered co-specific, i.e. the same species, up until recently. Carrion crows can be seen perching high up on trees or on TV aerials, calling very, very loudly. The most recognisable call of the carrion crow is the harsh, croaky car, car, car call. When a carrion crow makes this call on a perch, it constantly moves its body backwards and forwards. The carrion crow often repeats the car calling two or three times very quickly, one after another. Then it takes a quick breath and repeats the croaky car call again. The harsh croaky car sound also can be heard when the carrion crow is in flight. Carrion crows don't usually look for a partner to mate with until their third year, and then they stay together for life. The young in the second year usually help their parents to raise new hatchlings by bringing foods to the nest. Before the male and female mate, they like to court first. The male bows its head up and down for the female to impress her. Then they both preen each other around the neck and head. After they have mated, they build a nest together. Nests are often built about 10 metres high up in a fork of a tree. They can also be built on electricity pylons or cliff edges and in buildings. Carrion crows like to build their nests as far away as possible from other nests. The nests are made out of twigs which are bound together with mud and dung. They are lined with bark, grass, sheep's wool and sometimes horsehair. The nests look rather bulky and untidy when they are finished. The female carrion crow usually lays one clutch of eggs between April and May. She lays three to five eggs which are pale bluish green colour and speckled with brown and grey spots. 
The female incubates the eggs for around 18 days, and during this time the male brings her food. When the chicks hatch out, they're born blind, bald and helpless. Both the males and female carrion crow feed the chicks. The young are first fed on worms and maggots, but the food is regurgitated first. The chicks get their first set of feathers necessary for flight in 30 to 35 days, and this is when they're ready to leave the nest. However, when they do leave the nest, they're still dependent on their parents for another five weeks. Carrion crows are opportunistic feeders and have a wide and varied diet. They have been reported to eat over a thousand food items, including insects, worms, berries, birds' eggs and nestlings, small mammals, bats, fish, snakes, frogs, animal dung, grains, nuts, carrion, fried chicken, hamburgers, Chinese food, french fries and even human vomit. They are weirdly picky though. An experiment showed crows prefer french fries at McDonald's over those from a chippy. Because they may take game bird eggs and chicks, they have been targeted by gamekeepers. Similarly, sheep farmers sometimes control these birds because of the perception that they kill young lambs. However, insects and other invertebrates are the main prey in the summer, with carrion and other scavenged food an important addition during the breeding season. Grain sometimes becomes important in autumn and winter. The predation of eggs and young chicks tends to be highly seasonal, with the crows seeking to satisfy the needs of their growing brood. Since carrying crows only produce a single brood of chicks each year, their impact as predators is restricted. Carrion crows will come to garden bird feeders and bird tables, and although often cautious initially, they soon learn when it's safe, and will return repeatedly to take advantage of whatever's on offer. What you do with carrion crows is up to you. They are actually highly beneficial to your garden, but if you do want to discourage them, a cage feeder like the Pets Corner Great and Small Premium Squirrel Proof Feeder is probably your best way. Once you have put a cage feeder up in your garden, not only will carrion crows not be able to get the food, but they will soon learn that they can't and will largely stop coming to your garden. However, before you consider entirely deterring carrion crows from your garden, here's a final thought. Carrion crows, in moderation, can be very entertaining and interesting to watch. So along with replacing the feeders for cage feeders, putting a handful of their favourite seeds seed mixes like Peter and Paul Millworm mix and Peter and Paul in full song on the ground once or twice a day will ensure that you can still enjoy them from time to time. And remember that carrion crows need food just in the same way that robins and blue tits do, but they won't be hogging the feeders all day and scaring off the smaller birds. Now Peter and Paul mealworm mix can be fed all year round. For insect eating birds like wrens, starlings and of course carrion crows, it's brilliant. But this mix comes into its own at a certain time of the year, the breeding season. From early spring to midsummer, when baby birds are in the nest or when they have just left the nest, they require soft, protein-rich food. And as mealworm mix is bursting with dried mealworms, sunflower hearts, pinhead oatmeal and finely chopped peanuts, that's just what it provides. This mix is ideal for table and ground feeding, and if you are worried about the baby birds in your garden, or someone that regularly puts out a single straight food in your garden, peanuts let's say, try a bag of mealworm mix during the next breeding season. 
You'll see more birds in your garden, and you can be proud that your efforts have probably just helped dozens of baby birds. And we all want to give youngsters the very, very best start in life, don't we? Like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, Mealworm Mix has added Nutravio, a natural seed coating, which not only is a fantastic energy source, but also inhibits bacterial growth. So you can help prevent birds picking up common bugs, like Salmonella and E. coli. It has also been created to provide your garden birds with a more complete style of meal, and that distinction could be the difference between your birds just surviving in your garden and thriving. Now just getting back to carrying crows. British carrying crows are very much stay-at-home birds, never venturing far from their nests. In the winter, our population may be joined from birds from the continent. Carrying crows are common birds and not considered to be threatened. The only real threat to a population is the persecution of those rearing sheep or game birds. Crows can steal eggs and may occasionally kill lambs or trapped sheep. However, they're not a big threat to livestock as is often perceived. Although they are persecuted, it's not believed that this persecution has led to any widespread population decline. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden. That includes water and having the very very best foods available for them. Foods like pea trumple. For more information regarding pea trumple wild bird foods, please check out the pea trumple website at www peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of their wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk Well that's it from me, I hope you enjoyed this look at carrying crows. For further birds please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.